1: Now, one of the major misunderstandings that Jesus, John the Baptist, and the early church leaders had was to confront an assumption the Jewish people had that their salvation was secure because they were the physical descendants of Abraham.
2: Have you ever heard anybody talk about the fact that they were a cradle this or a cradle that, meaning that they were born into a family that was a part of this church or that church? Well, just because you were born into a certain family here on earth certainly does not automatically make you a member of the heavenly family, does it? Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse, an outreach ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno on the web at highlands.us. Pastor Layton continues today in the book of John toward the end of the eighth chapter.
1: As I mentioned when we gathered together last, that Abraham is mentioned several times in this chapter. And uh, Abraham is a remarkable man of God. As believers, we trace our faith in God through the example of Abraham. And the Jewish people trace their ancestors and religion through Abraham. And although the two may sound similar, they're actually very different in nature. But there is a kinship that's based on the fact that both believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The first century church... Uh, apologist Justin Martyr was in a dialogue with Trypho, uh, who represented the Jewish thought and Jewish uh, people, and, uh, and uh, Trypho said, the eternal kingdom will be given to those who are of the seed of Abraham according to the flesh, even though they be sinners and unbelievers and disobedient to God. So they quite literally believed that they were safe because they were physical descendants of Abraham. To that, the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 2, you who call yourselves Jews are relying on God's law and you boast about your special relationship with him. And then a few verses later, he says, the Jewish ceremony of circumcision, digression here, circumcision is that which marks the covenant people, has value only if you obey God's laws. If you don't obey God's laws, you're no better off than an uncircumcised Gentile. In other words, what he was saying is it's impossible to keep God's law. If you don't keep God's law, God's law is not going to save you. So in this section of the sermon, the Lord confronts this false security that the Jewish people had in their self-righteous legalism. And as he did so, the religious leaders grew increasingly hostile towards him. In fact, it's already been revealed that they had a plot to murder him. But instead of backing down, Jesus responds in kind and gets even more direct and forceful in his confrontations. And here in this passage, he demolishes the Jewish people's false security of having eternal life with God by refuting their three claims on which they base their belief. Their claim to being Abraham's physical children, their claim to being Abraham's spiritual children, and then their claim to being God's children. Let's begin at verse 31. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you're the offspring of Abraham, and yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. I speak of what I've seen with my father, and you do what you've heard from your father. So Jesus acknowledges the validity of their claim of being the physical descendants of Abraham. But Paul writes in Romans chapter 9, verse 6, They are not all Israel who are descended from Israel. It's only the remnant who are saved. That's what the prophet Isaiah said. He said, Though the number of the sons of Israel be like the sand of the sea, it is the remnant that will be saved. It is the remnant that will be saved. To the Galatians, Paul wrote, Even so Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Therefore be sure that it is those who are of faith who are the sons of Abraham. So then those who are of faith are blessed with Abraham, the believers. Now the action of Jesus' opponents show that they were not among the believing remnant. Uh, Jesus said, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he was glad that it was coming. Abraham was looking forward to the coming of the Messiah, the Savior that God had promised. And yet these Jewish religious leaders sought to kill Jesus, the very Messiah that Abraham had so looked forward to coming Jesus' word had no place in them because they rejected his teaching. Uh, Has no place, by the way, translates the word choreo, which means to progress. And what Jesus is saying is, you hear my words, but there's no progress because your hearts are hard. It's like a seed that's dropped on hard soil. It's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to progress to what it should be. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 says, The word of God performs its work in those who believe. The word work suggests that it implies progress. The word of God makes progress in the hearts of those who believe. And then he continued by explaining the implication of their hard-heartedness. He says, I speak of what I've seen with my father, and you do what you've heard from your father. Now, because what Jesus did and what the religious leaders did, was in conflict, it was obvious that they were not the same father. And Jesus is going to make that abundantly clear as we study uh, his sermon. They answered him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You are doing the works your father did. So now they're insisting that they are truly Abraham's spiritual children. They're following his faith in God. And Jesus challenges that by saying, If you were really Abraham's children, you'd be doing things like Abraham. You would be doing the deeds of Abraham. Now Abraham was a man of extraordinary faith. Genesis 15 records that he believed in the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness, counted it as righteousness. The New Testament emphasizes the faith of Abraham. In fact, Paul the Apostle takes a whole chapter, chapter 4 of Romans, to show that Abraham was saved by faith, not by works, not by circumcision, not by the law, but by faith. The writer of Hebrews mentions Abraham in chapter 11, which is sometimes called the Believer's Hall of Faith or the Believer's Hall of Fame. It says it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to go to leave home and to go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. And a, even when he reached the land that God promised him, he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations A city designed and built by God. So even when Abraham went to the country that was promised to him. Even when he was wealthy enough that he could have built a city. Abraham chose to live in tents instead. Because he wanted to live in a city whose maker was God. He was looking forward to that city whose maker was God. The apostle Paul wrote to the Galatians, In the same way Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith, the real children of Abraham are those who put their faith in God. Now, in contrast, the opponents that Jesus was speaking with that day were trying to earn God's favor through self-righteousness, through their own works, their own legalistic system, or their religious affiliations, or their ethnic background. But salvation only comes through faith in Jesus Christ. Had they really been Abraham's children, then they would have done things the way Abraham did it. But his opponents were seeking to kill him, to murder him. A man who told the truth. That's even worse. Which he heard from God, he brought from God. That's even worse yet. They were nothing like Abraham. You remember what Abraham did when a messenger from God came in Genesis chapter 18? He prepared a meal. He served with his own hands. He received the messenger from God. They didn't receive the messenger from God. They wanted to kill the messenger from God. They weren't following Abraham's example at all. He goes on to explain how he's the messenger of God. He says, I speak what I have seen in the presence of the Father. I'm I'm coming to you from the Father. I'm bringing you word from the Father. I'm a messenger from the Father. I'm a messenger from God. Why don't you receive a messenger from God like Abraham received a messenger from God? And so Jesus draws these contrasts sharply. Abraham was not a murderer, but they sought to murder Jesus. Abraham obeyed and loved the truth. They rejected it. Abraham welcomed God. They rejected him. You're doing the deeds of your father. Obviously, not the same father. They said to him, we're not born of sexual immorality. We have one father, even God. Now, there's two ways that we can understand this. One way is that they were, uh, they were lashing out at him with a vicious insult related to the controversy around his birth. You remember... That Mary was with child before she and Joseph came together in marriage, and, and that was unacceptable. And so they were suggesting that his physical birth was illegitimate. But then there's also a second way of understanding, and that has to do with spiritual parentage. They might have seen where he was going, and so they were demanding that their religion was pure, it was untainted by anything false. We have one Father, God. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God, and I am here. I'm not here of my own accord, but he sent me. So the form of the conditional denies both of their propositions. If God were your father, as he is not, then you would love me, as you do not. And here is a theme that runs through the Gospel of John, that the test of a person is in their reaction to Jesus. Remember in Chapter 3 said the light has come into the world and the people loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Jesus didn't bring come to bring judgment but people were judged by their reaction to Jesus. You can't love God and reject the one that God sent.
2: Mm. Just basic common sense teaching From Pastor Leighton Sheely The Senior Pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno This is a broadcast outreach Called Study Verse by Verse We've been on the air for a number of years now And you can find The archives of our broadcasts On the website Studyversebyverse.com We are primarily a listener-supported ministry, and you can give safely when you go to that website. Again, studyversebyverse.com. Pastor Layton, as I said, is the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and you can find them on the web at highlands.us. One of the things that they emphasize in the church is getting together in small study groups. You can find out more about that on the website. Again, highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us today. We'll be back tomorrow at this same time. And Pastor Layton will open the Word of God and help us study verse by verse.